VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the beautiful, sunny, no longer rainy city of angels. We got a great show for you. If you're listening on Sirius XM, first two hours of the show on uh, Channel 83, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network will get you ready for this weekend's Titanic clashes in both the NFC and AFC. Second hour of the show, so an hour and 20 from right now, uh, burgeoning star in the NBA, Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns will be our guest. Our new affiliate, I know, in our uh, 300-plus Terrestrial stations, we've got a big new affiliate in Phoenix. Uh, we'll talk about the growth of the Suns, what it's been like to have a midseason coaching change, and uh, how far is the finish line in terms of taking this team from complete rebuild to being a playoff team and then a playoff and then a championship contender. We'll talk with Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. In the third and final hour, final hour of the show, um, 
Now, if you don't get that when you're listening to us on Sirius XM 83, you can listen to us on your iHeartRadio app. Of course, you can download the podcast. Miles Jack of the Jacksonville Jaguars will join us. So, too, will Adam Archuleta, CBS NFL analyst, former, of course, stud defensive back with the uh, Cards and the Rams in the National Football League. So we'll get you ready for this weekend, the NFL, talk some NBA, and uh, and then sprinkle around a bunch of other stories in sports. We got some some interesting LeBron retirement questions, maybe more so than retirement answers. But speaking of LeBron and when he retires and how many points he'll have and whatnot, yet yesterday or last night, Kevin Durant scored his 2,000th point in the NBA. Well, that's a lot of points, right? I mean, that is a that is a that is a metric ton of points. Now, the all-time leading scorer in NBA history is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. For reference, Kareem has 38,387 points. 38,387 points. 38,000. He had one three-pointer in his career, by the way. Just I want to make sure I put point that out. He was 39 years old. He had one three-pointer. And the three-pointer actually kind of leads me to trying to contextualize whether it's LeBron or whether it's Kevin Durant or any of these modern day players. There are some, there are many that believe LeBron will end his career as the all time leading scorer in NBA history. Now on average, on average, he scores in the 2,100 points a year variety over the past couple of years. It's been below 2000. And the reason is he hasn't played 82 games. If he plays 82 games, he's going to score 2000 points. logic would tell us, and by the way, through 40 games this year, he's got over 1,000 points, but he'll probably take some games off. He'll probably end up around 2,000 points this year. So if he ends up at 30,000 in change this year, and all he needs, how many seasons does he need? Like This is the easiest math problem ever. He just needs about four years left to become the NBA's all-time scoring leader. It stands to reason he'll end his career as an all-time scoring leader. And what's kind of remarkable about LeBron is a couple things. First, for a guy who's who probably doesn't pride himself most on scoring, he's going to end up the all-time scoring leader, right? Like, if we want to properly tell the story, the tale of LeBron James, we have to say, like, look, I don't even know if he loves scoring, but he's, been, he's the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Well, that's kind of crazy. But if we also want to properly contextualize it, he's made... 1,544 three-point shots in his career. In other words, uh, by the end of his career, and of course, uh, last year he made uh, the second, I think he made the second or third most threes in his career. This year he's shooting a high percentage, and he'll probably end up shooting the most threes of his career. As you get older, you move less, you usually shoot the basketball better. Shoot about 39% clip, shot about 200, 198 so far. So, look, if you just prorate the stats, he'll end up with, in the 150 variety of threes, 150 would far surpass anything uh, that he's made previously, if, again, he plays at the same number of minutes, the same number of games. Maybe he ends up 140, that's still more. The point is this, LeBron James has had to make fewer baskets to score more points than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And LeBron came straight out of high school, or as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played four years in college. The, the, the point is, is if, 
Like, look, I get that Kevin Durant is a great player. And I've said that Kevin Durant, I believe, has surpassed LeBron James. LeBron gets credit as a great defensive player when he's not nearly the defensive player he used to be, right? Like, by the time LeBron gets credit now for his defensive acumen, his defense isn't nearly what it used to be. On the same token, LeBron James gets criticized because he's not that great a jump shooter. On the other hand, his shooting has improved, and so his reputation belies what the stats will actually tell you. So it does work both ways. Look, when I see Kevin Durant score 20,000 points, I have told you, I think he, kind of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there's a certain unguardable quality to a seven-foot jump shooter, right? You can't, it's a shot you can't block. Nobody blocks Kevin Durant's jump shot. But we should, again, properly tell the tale that this is a different era. More possessions, more shots, more points, more three-point shots, and more protecting jump shooters than we've ever had in the past. Whereas big guys get fewer touches, it's more physical, not less physical. And so the off, not only has the style of basketball changed, the volume of shots have changed. And so, yeah, KD may, he may end up, you know, in the 3,500, probably won't end up, um, he went to one year of college, did have the one year of injury. And that's the other part about LeBron that's helped his stats. He'll end up in the top five all-time scorers list. But think of how the volume of threes that Kevin Durant is. Now, now look, this is not any different than college football, right? College football now, we count your bowl stats. Didn't do that before. College football now, you play more games. Didn't do that before. College football now, players play more as freshmen. So in addition to uh, single game stats, where the stats are skewed because there's more, there's more plays because everyone's running tempo offense, and the style of offense is throw the ball more, so now you have all-time leading scorers and all-time leading passers but, and even all-time leading rushers. And you're like, well, wait, people don't run the ball as much. This is true, but you run more plays. More plays, softer rules that benefit the offense, and you're playing more games. So your single game and single season and career stats will all be skewed towards this generation. The, the, the point is it's really hard now to compare stats from one generation to the next because not just the sports have changed, but the way in which you value stats have changed. The easiest thing, obviously, to point to is 4,000-yard passers in the NFL, right? And some of that is the, the number of plays run. A lot of that is the amount of physicality or lack of physicality on wide receivers. And so it's changed how we watch that. I'm not here to diminish Kevin Durant's stats or LeBron James being the all-time leading scorer. I'm simply here to point out a fact that guys are, the stats are a little fuzzy in comparison to historic stats because kind of like steroids, only this in a completely legal fashion, the current generation benefits greatly from more plays and the type of offense and the type of officiating that makes it a more offensive generated sport. And it's not just in the NBA, it's in the NFL, it's in college football. Heck, it's in almost every sport. I mean, really, it's even, even going to be in baseball, right? The changing of the strike zone and the changing of how we view strikeouts is going to allow the home run numbers to continue to spike, as well as the fact that they moved in fences because they thought that more home runs would attract more fans. 
And as we told you before last year's playoffs, when there were a record number of home runs in the playoffs, it's actually a lot duller watch than you think it would be. You kind of wait, wait, strike out, walk, strike out, walk, strike out, walk. There's not three, two out, three run rallies like there used to be. Nobody bunts. People don't move runners over nearly as much. You stand on base if you get on base and you wait for a big slugger to come up and hit a home run. And so statistically, there's going to be a skewing that takes place now, much like the skewing that took place during the during the steroid era. I don't know, just fascinating to me on how we can't judge stats generation to generation because the games have changed so dramatically. And because the people who make the rules understand that we struggle mentally to formulate the idea that not all stats are the same. LeBron's stats, not the same as Jordan's stats, not the same as Kareem's stats, not the same as Wilt's stats. It's just different. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Some questions are plant questions, right? Some questions are like, wow, that's a weird question. And some questions are just, hey, I've always been wondering. Here's a question asked LeBron James about, has he thought about retirement? Take a listen to his answer. I've been in this spotlight for half of my year, maybe more. I'm 33 now. This thing started when I was 15. So that's, yeah, more. 18 years I've been in this, this light right here. So I've already exceeded everything that I've ever dreamed about. So at this point, I'm just adding crazy toppings on the cake like my daughter would do. She just <laughs> throw all kind of stuff on, on the cake and whatever happens. I feel great. I don't feel 33. I don't feel like I got... I don't know. You guys know the minutes I've played in my career. I don't know that. I don't feel like I've been to these straight finals in a row. I don't feel like I came in at 18 and I've played pretty much 79, 80% of games since I've gotten to the NBA. So just keep it going. Yeah. So it was, he, he blew off the question and I think it's fair. I mean, like, look, statistically he's having an outstanding year. I know they've been struggling recently. He's shooting like 56% from the floor, which is up there with his career highs. Um, he's shooting a career high from three. His shooting numbers um, are as good or better than they've ever been. Free throws even up at 77%. He's averaging 27 a game. Um, He's putting up great stats across the board. It is hiding the fact that he's not the same defensively and that he's not the same at times in terms of agility offensively, but he's learned about angles and he's such just an incredible physical specimen. But I, I do buy the idea that I don't feel 33, although... 33 in sports years, that's like, you know, I got a birthday coming up. I don't feel my age. I don't think anybody who takes care of themselves now feels their age because we eat differently. We act differently. We sleep differently. We have uh, different vitamins that we can take. And he obviously has taken care of his body at a ridiculous level. Um, I think what's interesting about LeBron is that it's he's the opposite of Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe's whole thing was, man, when he retires... What's Kobe going to do? Because Kobe, he doesn't really have anything else. Kobe lives uh, far removed from Lakerdom. Don't get me wrong. He's still Kobe Bryant. And Kobe didn't have any other interests. Now, what helped Kobe in terms of establishing some other interests in business was he tore his Achilles tendon. And he had a lot of time while he, while he was rehabbing away from basketball. LeBron the phase two of LeBron or LeBron two point or whatever, 5.0, if you go 1.0 is Cleveland and 2.0 is Miami and 3.0 is Cleveland and 4.0 will be at the end of this year. If he moves the 5.0 is kind of already set, right? He already has this. Now he also is already able to create kind of a business empire. I think the, the, the interest, the fascinating thing about LeBron James is going to be 
Um, and this is where he could be better or maybe just different than Jordan. Like Jordan, I don't even consider the Wizards thing, right? The Wizards thing was he just came to do it to show he could still do it. And he had those young guys who he had drafted and it was a, a team that he was running and he just had the itch and he wanted to go play some more ball. I, I, I really feel like that even shouldn't be part of, like he retired making a game-winning th- jump shot in Utah. That was the last we saw of him. Jordan, I think, on some level knew he couldn't mentally handle not being the go-to guy. He couldn't mentally handle playing a secondary or tertiary role. LeBron's interesting because I feel like he's wired to where he can. Like He's one of these guys to which like as the game slows down and he becomes more of a traditional power forward or maybe even, maybe even late in his career, can he become like a stretch five? Like, that's not crazy. But in order to play that role, you're not going to dominate the ball. You're going to play off of other people. And he's never played that way. Don't get me wrong. LeBron's always been a really good passer, but it's always been where he has the ball. He commands the attention and people help and he makes the pass. Not, not being the second or third option. Don't get me, guys get a chance to go ISO ball and get a chance to do their own thing, but it's kind of, okay, LeBron's saying it's time to do our thing. So where, where LeBron could maybe best Jordan, Bird obviously retired too soon. Uh, Magic retired because of because of HIV. Is could he play? Could he accept a secondary or tertiary role and still be a star in that role? And if the idea is, hey, he's already got business interests set up, it's already working. He already has a production company. It's already doing things. He already has pet projects that he does. So why does he have to retire in order to focus on other things? So it. Look, it's probably premature to have the LeBron conversation, but it's not that premature. Because at some point you go, eh, you know, like, it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of stuff. My brand is already secure. He definitely wants to win another championship before he'd even consider it. But 33, when you start playing straight out of high school, is an older 33, even if he feels like a much younger 33. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. You think when you make it this far in the playoffs, so we're in the divisional round, right? We're, you're two games away from playing for the Super Bowl. And so you think like, all right, we're pretty set with what we got. So you're set with Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, you're set with like, those are your quarterbacks. You're good. Um, But I, I, and, and now Ben Roethlisberger says this will not be his last. He has said, well, this is not going to be my last game at Heinz field. Now, maybe he thinks that the Titans are going to upset the, um, the, the New England Patriots or some of this is remember last year, he talked about retirement, but let's for a second, take him at his word and say, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be back. All right, so now you got three of the eight teams remaining. And frankly, Tennessee, Marcus Mariota is their quarterback of the now, is their quarterback of the future. Now you got four. But then you look around like the rest of the rest of it. The Eagles know that Carson Wentz is their guy when he returns. That's five. But maybe what's most interesting is the three other teams. Like the Minnesota Vikings, they got this interesting thing here. Like, like, does anybody believe Case Keenum is the long-term solution? I would say no. But is Teddy Bridgewater the long-term solution? I don't know. 
Like, I'm not sure Teddy Bridgewater was a long-term solution before he got hurt. Go back and look at how they really limited um, any sort of exposure and really limited his play, the playbook. Yes, they hit the playoff game he played in. They should have won against the Seattle Seahawks and their kicker blew it, right? But he didn't even throw for 200 yards. Now, Vikings were playing outside at the time. Like, there's one There's one of those ones, like, not reported. Right? Remember, Vikings spent two years playing outside while the new dome was ready. So you would think Teddy Bridgewater, but Bridgewater's body type has always been one to which you think he's exposed to injuries. Now, this was a non-contact injury. They got Sam Bradford, but Bradford can't stay healthy. They got Teddy Bridgewater, who's only been hurt once, but it was a catastrophic knee injury. And then they have Case Keenum. Like, you would think the Vikings are set, but the Vikings have a really interesting quarterback conundrum in the upcoming offseason. Then you have the Jaguars with Blake Bortles, who no one thinks is the answer. Like, Bortles can can say haters going to hate, 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 right? Like, he can do his own, um, uh, what's her name? Why am, I, why am I blanking on her name, guys? Taylor Swift, he can do his own Taylor Swift thing. But the fact is that the Jacksonville Jaguars, most people are like, yeah, you're going to have to get a different quarterback if you want to win big there. And then there's Drew Brees, who... No, 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 I'm not saying they're going to bench Drew Brees, but Drew Brees is a free agent. And you could get, you could franchise tag him, but that would severely harm your ability to go out and get other free agents. And like, look, at some point, Drew Brees, even this year, they've run the football some because it's allowed them to keep their defense off the football field and it's played to their strengths, but some of it because Drew Brees is not on the front end of his career. He's on the back end of his career. Maybe what's most fascinating about those three teams all of them could very well advance is that their quarterback situation is very much in flux in the upcoming offseason. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in uh, the leading scorer for the Phoenix Suns. He's only 21 years old. He's Devin Booker. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh De- Devin, let me just kind of get your sense of where you think your your team is. You've already had a coaching change mid-season. What's kind of the state of the Suns from your perspective? Uh, honestly, right now, you know, I think we're in a good spot, you know, with a lot of young talent that is getting better by the day. Uh, I think our last game versus Oklahoma City, Dragon Bender, Josh Jackson, both had the best game of their career, so... We figured, you know, the NBA is in a place that you can come in day one and, you know, just be ready to go. Um, so we have a lot of top picks. We have a lot of assets with picks. That, you know, I feel like we're in a good spot. Granted, we're in a really talented Western Conference, um, but, you know, we're, we're working to get better every day. It's interesting because Bender's a guy that I think a lot of people have just almost forgotten about nationally. Right? Like, ah, he wasn't that good last year. He stinks. Let's move on. He was the fourth pick. And he's only 20 years old, and he has had some spots. I mean, obviously, the Oklahoma City game, he had 20 and played great. But there have been some other times this year which he's, he's, he's played well. What's your sense of where he is in growth and, and the things he's done to mature to this point? Uh, like I said, you know, the NBA is a thing that comes with time. And Dragon's one of those guys where, you know, right off the bat, I realized he had the IQ. You know, he's been playing professional basketball since he's been 14, 15 years old. Um, but it's an adjustment. You know, you've been playing overseas your whole life. 
you come over to the NBA, more fast-paced game, more athletic people. Um, but I think he's finally made that adjustment, um, shooting the ball really well now. I think the game's slowing down for him. And, you know, I think, you know, he's, he's in a perfect spot. What about you? What's it like to have guys coming at you now that you are the unquestioned best player on the team? It's, like, it's different when the scouting report has you as the first guy listed and you are the guy that you want to shut down. Uh, what's that experience been like for you? Uh, it's a new experience. Um, you know, I've been seeing a bunch of different kind of differences um, from double teams, traps, uh, to people trying to deny me the ball. But, you know, I feel like we're doing a good job of putting me in different spots. You know, I've played a little bit of point guard this year. I've played off the ball some. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit harder. You know, I've had to make a lot of adjustments and watch a lot more film this year. But, you know, like I said, you know, it's all a process with our young team. And I, like I said, you know, I feel like it's going to all come together. What, when, when should it turn, right? Like you guys, uh, tomorrow you got Houston coming in. And obviously, like, look, the Oklahoma City game was great, but that was, that was following, you know, Denver and San Antonio blowouts. And so you have to kind of keep your eye on, hey, it's in the future. It's about getting better now. It's not about winning every game or getting to the playoffs. This is, you're, you're, you're saying the process. When, what are your expectations on when it should start to turn to when you're competitive and fighting for at least a playoff spot? Uh, I'd say hopefully sooner than later. Uh, I think the Western Conference right now is very top-heavy with the teams that you know you know are going to going to be competing for the championship. But I say that bottom half, that nine, ten range is up for grabs, honestly. Um, and I think it depends on us. When are we going to click? When is it going to be consistent for us? Like I said, Oklahoma City was our last game that was probably our best game of the year. And then you look at the two games before that, probably some of our two worst games. So you know, I think for us is finding what works and, and being consistent with it. Dev, Devin Booker joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. What What is it like though to lose this much, right? Like when you're, when you're as good as you've been, and I know you've always been, you know, you're young at Kentucky, but you guys won a ton when you're at Kentucky and in high school and AAU, like I, there may be a lot of games, but you don't lose that much. What is it like to go? What is it like to go home sometimes and you're like, man, we lost again. How does that not beat up on you mentally? Uh, it does. Um, but, you you know, you have to find within yourself. You know, I know me, that that's what drives me. You know, sometimes I can't sleep right over it. The next day I come into practice and, you know, the practice is at a whole new level. Um, but like I said, the NBA, you know, if it was a league where you could draft four young guys that come in and, and play and become playoffs in their first year, you know, it wouldn't be the NBA. You know, there's grown men out there. You know, we're playing against teams that have been together five, six, seven-plus years, you know, that just have with each other. Um, so, you know, I think it's a thing that we're going to develop on. We're working hard every day, and I feel like it's part of my job, like I said, is to make it sooner than later. Lou Williams dropped 50 last night on the Golden State Warriors. Give me a guy who – He's way better than you ever could have imagined. You're like, man, I had no idea how good that that dude is. Oh man, the list goes on in the NBA. I I grew up a fan of the NBA, um, but didn't realize till I got here. Would have to say, um, wow. Somebody has to have given it to you this year. We're like, damn, he just gave it to me, and I cannot. I I I I, I we were shaking hands at the start of the game, and I thought I'm going to have a good night, and I did not. I mean, you see him all the time, but, you know, James Harden, um, you know, I know I matched up with him a little bit this year, and 
you know, it's the NBA where you can play good defense three straight possessions and get scored on three straight possessions uh, just by them making tough shots. So, you know, I think the way, you know, James can pass the ball with all the shooters he has around him and his scoring ability, you know, I think he's one of the toughest to guard in the NBA. All right, last thing. I got like 30 seconds left, okay? Uh, KD and LeBron are probably going to be drafting in the All-Star game to split up the teams. Who would you be more hurt by if they didn't draft you? I'd be more hurt. Yeah, like, like like KD, like, wait, you didn't pick me? Or, or is it LeBron? Like, who do you want to be picked by? Man, I... I honestly don't even care. What if you're the last? Are, are you cool if you're the last pick? Like, ah, uh, yeah, we'll 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 take Booker. Of course, this is an NBA All Star. How many people can say they've done that? Not, um, not 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 too many. Hey, Devin, listen. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll we'll see. How, best of luck tomorrow. You got James Harden tomorrow night. We'll see how you do, and we appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Let's catch up with Miles Jack of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Have you have you ever have you thought of it yet in those terms? Um, honestly, you know, it, it, it's definitely a bigger picture vision, but at the end of the day, you got to look at what's in front of you and what's in front of us right now is the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so... You've seen the Steelers before. How different are they now from when you played them earlier in the year? Um, I definitely said they, they definitely hit a stride. You know, they got hot later on. Uh, moving forward as the season went on, they did better and better. And, um, you know what I mean? They ended up clinching a, a first-round bye. So, they, they definitely look good. Um, obviously, they've had some injuries and everything, but they, they look good as a team. What was it last time that allowed you guys – uh, to wreak, ha- wreak havoc all over Ben. What what was it that you guys were doing that seemed to confuse him or seemed to really bother him? Um, I, I I really just think we just executed. You know, everybody was 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 communicating. Everybody was on the same page, um, and, and we were moving as a unit. We were all eleven were playing as one. So I just I just feel like if we can if we can all be on the same page, we can you know try and put up a, a dominant performance and try and slow down the Steelers offense. Miles Jack joining us in the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jags win the division 10 and 6, beat the beat the uh the Buffalo Bills 10 to 3 last week in Jacksonville. Take on the Steelers on the road uh this this weekend. Um okay, so look, you're not blind deaf or dumb, right? You're a bright guy. You know the people talk bad about offense specifically the quarterback and here you guys are on the defense side. No one ever gives the defense. No one ever ever questions you guys defensively what's that what's that like though to when you have questions that could divide a locker room haven't divided yours how, how do you internally how do you handle that um we we just feel like you know the team is, is one so i mean offense defense special teams we, we all just feel like if we all chip in do our part maybe one game one unit may be struggling there, there were games where the defense struggled where the offense had to put up a bunch of points so i mean it goes vice versa, and uh, we just feel like if the offense is struggling, it's our it's our job to you know create better field position, try and create turnovers, or even create points on our own because we're capable of it as a defense. You know, one of the things that that you guys have done, or your front office has done, is they went out and they add they added some vets. You know, Calais came in, and we know about the start that he had to see. Bouye came in, uh, Barry Church came in. What, what have those what have those old head those veterans done? Uh, in terms of advice, what do they like to call on that's that's helped you guys get ready for this weekend's game? 
Uh, you know, just just having those guys in the locker room, man, is is definitely very beneficial. I just sit right next to Barry Church, so his locker is right next to mine. So I I chop it up with him all the time about anything music. Uh, you know, I ask him about you know what's it like playing in playoff games and stuff like that. And Calais as well, he's like an encyclopedia. And then with Bouye, you know, he he's always just um, he's he's a guru, man. I really ask him for like a lot of footwork drills and stuff like that. So. Um, all three of those guys are very beneficial, and you know it, it's definitely great having them in the huddle with me. Man, don't ask Barry about playing the playoffs. The Cowboys never win any games in the playoffs. That's what you need yeah. to tell me, <laughs> Barry. Let me let me explain. This yeah. is the divisional round. This is a little deeper in the playoffs than you're used to. So if you're nervous, come on over here, and we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> no, I got you. <laughs> Uh, Miles Jack joining us uh, on the Doug Gottlieb uh, on the Doug Gottlieb show. You grew up a fan of the NFL, like have you? As you said, like you haven't really thought big picture of of two games away from the Super Bowl. If you thought of the fact that like this is kind of, I know it's not old Three Rivers, but still Steelers on the road, bad weather, like you know they're going to try and run it at you. This this feels this feels like. It's almost like you're going to be a part of what feels like a historic football game, right? This is kind of old school. Have you ever have you closed your eyes and thought on the road against the Steelers? This is what here's the cliche: what it's supposed to be about. Absolutely, um, that's kind of been I don't know, like not really my motivation, but just what's kind of been I don't know, giving me you know like a, a cool feeling to know that man, I grew up watching the Steelers in, in the in the playoffs, watching them. You know, playing those cold games where, you know, you see guys breathing and you can see their breath through their helmet, you know what I mean, as a little kid. So to know that, you know, pretty much this is, this is going to be one of those types of games where, um, you know, it's going to be one of those hard-nosed football games. It's going to be cold. Uh, like you said, they're going to try and run the ball. It's going to be very physical. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what football is. It's football weather and it's, it's a football game. So. Um, I'm definitely excited, man. I'm definitely excited. You should be. Um, is it? It was it out of respect that the Buff- that Buffalo didn't give it to Shady around. They had six times goal to go. They didn't give it to Shady one time. I'm sure you were slobbering at the mouth, going, "Give it to Shady, give it to Shady." They didn't do it one time. What was your reaction to the fact that they threw it so much, or Tyrod was scrambling around back there instead of handling it, handing it to Shady McCoy? Uh, I mean. Throughout the, I mean, when it was happening, I didn't really realize. I mean, obviously, you're on the one, and you're thinking, okay, here comes the one. And then as it goes on, they ended up passing it. But looking back on it, um, yeah, that's um, that's a decision they made, and I'm, I'm cool with it. It all worked out, and I only ended up with three points instead of seven. So, yeah, that, I think it's a good call. <laughs> who's, the best, who's the best trash talker in your defense? Best trash talker is... is it, I, I I say Telvin Smith and Jalen Ramsey. Those two, they 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 got a lot to tell people about themselves. So yeah, they're big trash talkers. <laughs> Do you ever you ever find your, you ever hear Jalen over your shoulder talking trash, and you start giggling? You're like, man, come on, man, I'm trying to concentrate here. Meanwhile, you're talking trash. No, I mean I, I like it. I encourage it. It's it's, it's kind of cool. Like in between plays and him tell people how they're not. You know what I mean? He's just tell people about the, what's going on throughout the game. You know what I mean? So it's definitely cool. I like it, and he's backing it up. So yeah, I, I support it. <laughs> Miles Jack joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. You get drafted, of course, had the injury in college, and everybody knew that that when healthy, you had star potential. But you go to a place to which they're like, man, man, I'm telling you, we're going to win eventually. What's this been like to be part of the turnaround in culture? Like it's a, it's a, you know, I mean, look at how many years in between playoff wins. 
considering when you got drafted, knowing you're going to the Jags to now, what, what's this process been like? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, it, it's, it's really crazy to think kind of last year and this year, it's, it's, it's really been like a dream. Um, a dream you don't want to end. So I'm, I'm, uh, it's cool, man. Um, it's definitely been big. I think it's mostly big for the fans, man, because they, they've been waiting for so long. It's just when you, you know, when you talk to, to someone that's been a real Jaguar fan that's really gone through those years where, you know, every year they think it's going to be a different year and, and finally that year comes around and they're just so excited. It's, I think it's cool. You go to restaurants around Jacksonville. So, um, I, I think that's the biggest thing, man, is you can just see it in people's eyes how much it really means for the, for the Jacksonville Jaguars to, to finally be good. Last thing, Le'Veon uh, has that unique style to which he's super patient, waiting for a hole to kind of emerge, right? Sometimes it almost feels like he like stops the line of scrimmage and then, and then finds the opening and then explodes. So how do you handle that? Like what's the, what are the keys when Le'Veon does get the ball uh, when he goes into that kind of delay sort of style? Yeah, man, it's, it's, that's really an art what he does, man. It's, it's, it's just the patience and, and the craft that he does it with, but um, I, I think that the main thing is just guys holding holding their weight, you know what I mean, against Pittsburgh's offensive line, standing in gaps, and just allowing him to bounce. And, and if you see him bounce one way, he's still staying in gap because if you go to go to shade the opposite way, that's when he hops to another and, and, and finds the empty hole. So it's really just holding holding down your anchor and um, maintaining your gap. Yeah, get a little gap discipline. Well, listen, safe travels to Pittsburgh. Appreciate you catching up with us. Best of luck, and let's hope this, this dream season for you continues. Appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, that's Miles Jack, talented young linebacker, second-year linebacker. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DUG. That's DUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. 
Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 